Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough. It's another week in the year 2021. How are you doing, Bren? Uh, I fucked up. Oh no. I went outside and forgot how pale I am. How truly ungodly pale I am, and how I've only gotten paler since quarantine. (laughs) Oh, well yeah, we've all been indoors for so long. What happened, though? Uh, My car had like a recall on it, so I had to take it into the shop. And they're like, oh, yeah, it'll be like two or three hours. Like to, it, it was like a you know, software update or something because it's all computers now in the car. Yeah. So it wasn't like a physical part. So like, oh, yeah, it'll take like two or three hours to get through all the other cards and to get yours to update it. So I was like, ah, two or three hours. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll fucking stay. So Yeah, I usually do that too. Yeah, they said it would be like two or five depending on how bad. I was like, five, I'll leave. But yeah. Like two to three, that's like a movie. I'll stay. Uh, so yeah, I downloaded some stuff on my phone to watch and figured out I'll walk around and I took my switch because I was able to break it apart and put it all in my pockets. Totally. Uh, and just walking around the neighborhood, that area around that car dealership for a bit. It was like a neighborhood behind it. I was like, yeah, it was nice. I walk around for like an hour and a half and I started playing Zelda on the switch. And I was like, and then lo and behold, like when I get home, I was like, ooh, my neck's a little warm. Ooh, my face a little warm. My toes are a little, ah, fuck, I got sunburned. I was outside. Less than two hours. It's March. Less than two and hours. I got sunburned. Yeah. What? That's insane, dude. No. Well, yeah. Like you said, getting so pale. Southern California. Your skin's super sensitive. Oh, I'm like translucent. Like no, I, me too. I am a ghost. Yeah, it's painful how white we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have a podcast. Exactly. No. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, off to a terrible start with this episode. This is a video game <laughs> podcast for anybody new. Uh, this is a skincare podcast. We yeah. Exactly. Problem. Be sure to uh, apply sunscreen before going outdoors after being indoors for so long. Um, but yeah, as I had sunscreen in my car. I had it there. <laughs> I just I didn't think I needed. Meanwhile, the snow is finally melting over here. It's been like <laughs> uh, like so endless, and I hate it so much. But yeah, I'm I feel like spring is right around the corner for us Pennsylvanians. Yeah, before recording, you said, like, oh, yeah, the heat just kicked on in my place. I'm like, heat? It's like 75? Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's still fucking freezing over here. It sucks ass. Um, speaking of what sucks ass, I don't have too many games <laughs> to talk about this week. I- I'm trying here, listener. It's going to get better, I promise. Are you? Uh, I've seen no, your streams. I will no. I well, that's actually exactly what I'm going to talk about here, Bren. <laughs> You're going to make fun of me because all I ever play is Fall Guys. You're yes. not wrong. I'm yes. full blown addicted. But no, you want to know why I'm playing Fall Guys so much? Is because they have me hook, Cosmetics. line, and sinker in the way at, at in this how they're releasing their their modes. So, for instance, I remember last week I was talking about like, oh, I just wish they would give us hex trials. They gave us hex trials. I was enjoying it thoroughly, and then I was just mad that I never got a crown. I'm like, I'm ever since getting my seventh crown, I feel like I am completely cursed. And I, I've had, I want to say, three or four streams where I've gone completely crownless. And it's just like so devastating because there's been moments where it's like, I am definitely second place. It is really close calls. Um, that all being said, they gave us a mode called Fan Favorites recently, which I'm not sure if it's actually the community's favorite levels or if it's just levels that have fans in them. It could be a mixture of both. Either way, I was struggling with that for a while. I did break the curse on my most recent stream. It was actually the very last show of the night. I'm like, God, guys, I just, I was like, at that point, completely deflated. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, I just don't think this is going to pan out. But you know what? There's a chance we're going to end on a crown. I did. It was glorious. Uh, it was just, it was cool that people were actually hanging out for that too. And I was like, this is great. Um, so I have my eighth crown and I'm finally like, okay, I'm going to 
play something else on my stream tonight, that being Saturday night. And I was telling people on the stream last night, I'm like, it's most likely going to be control because I want to dive back into some like deep one player uh-huh. experience. Uh-huh. Then, uh, and that, well, this, this is the problem. Fan favorites is now gone, and they pro- <laughs> finally provide us jump around, which was another one of the modes I was clamoring for because it's just an easy way to get crowns and get to finals consistently because it's just two rounds of jump club and then a jump showdown as the final. And yeah, the, the pool of people is only 20 beans rather than 60 or something. So it goes super quick, and now that they have jump club, I feel like my hands are tied. I literally have to play this while it's available <laughs> and get as many crowns as I possibly can, or at least uh, try to. Like, oh, man, I, I want to get over 10, and then I'll feel like, okay, my Fall Guys career doesn't have to go any any further. But I don't know. I Yeah, it, I'm enjoying the hell out of it even when I'm losing. But, like, man, it's just it's too many experiences where it's like a, just a knife to the heart where it's like I should have had that win. I just fucking whiffed or something. It's it's the part of your brain that goes off when you're gambling or like a slot machine. It's like I so close. You're almost there. You know, I, I put all my money on an 18. I got 17. That means the next one has to be 18. Like I'm so close. Yes. Just that itch, and yep. they capitalize on it. And Pat Johnson was hanging out in the ch- in the chat for one of the streams, and he basically said he was like, "This game just seems so stressful." I'm like, "You're absolutely not wrong. My hands are sweating. By the time the <laughs> round ends, there's like adrenaline pulsing through my like brain. I'm like, oh my god, what just happened? And I didn't even end up winning. It's just like fuck. So yeah, no, this game probably isn't even good for my overall health. So I probably won't continue to play it that much. But mm. God, I'm gonna mm. be playing me some jump around probably for like multiple hours tonight on stream. So hey, I. I too bad the listeners is hearing this after that happened, but uh, definitely give our Twitch a follow. We'll plug it at the end. <laughs> Not good for your overall health. You'll probably stop playing it. How many hours do you have in this game that oh, came God. out I've, a few that, months ago? That's uh, If they keep providing... Well, that's the thing. We have Season 4 right around the corner, uh-huh, too, so uh-huh. there's going to be all new maps. New content. This, this game is impressive at how they're keeping their players playing it. At least I'm a class example of that. Well, the crowns are just cosmetics, right? Like, it's just costumes. So, it's, like, yeah, the cl- the crowns is just a currency to buy cosmetics. And the cosmetics that they offer are clearly, like, more cool than just, like, the ones you could buy with kudos. I I would be horrified to see you really get into a gacha game or, like, Overwatch with the loot crates. Like, Yeah, no, I just, I, well, that was me with Rocket League. I spent yeah, money on Rocket League, true. and I look back on that, and I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm out of sinking money into that hole. There's no return on investment there <laughs> whatsoever. I truly worry for both you, your wife, your cats, your house, yep. if you ever get into uh, Genshin Impact. No, and I I opened it up, and I was like, this game seems great, but then, I don't know, I, I didn't even complete Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and they're very <laughs> similar games, so very I feel similar, like yeah. I, if I'm going to play either of them it'll most likely be breath of the wild yeah you don't have to worry about <laughs> uh, tr- microtransactions and yeah of the i don't wild. need waifu of the wild it's fine <laughs> and they got some pretty good waifu yeah. yeah i i see so many people playing it or i might be biased because i actually know some of the voice actors who are in it for the english dubs of the characters well yes you're biased that's- <laughs> no that's super cool <laughs> well i mean i guess biased in who i see playing it like yes. maybe it's not as many people as i think playing it because they're pretty much all like you know, for some of them, it's their biggest project yet, and they're a lot of voice actors are streaming on Twitch now. Because hey, why wouldn't you if you already got Hell fan yeah. base? So it's just like I see so many of them is all they ever play is uh, Genshin Impact. And it's like I don't, I don't get. I mean, I kind of get it, but I'm not getting into it. And it's just like 
there's like the same thing with uh, Fall Guys. There's always there's seasonal stuff. There's always more content coming out. There's new characters coming out, and it's loot boxes. So you never know what you'll get when you get one if you level up. And if you're that close, you might buy spend money on it. It's like I hear it's good with the microtransactions, but it very much is a gotcha game at the end of For the day. Sure. Like, it's built like one, and they know what they're doing to keep people hooked into it. And I, I don't need that. Well, like you said, uh, with uh, how you're, it's just the crowns are just a currency, uh, and it's just for cosmetics. They're integrating things with like Cuphead, so there's like multiple oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Cuphead and Mugman skins, and like so the top skin costs five crowns, the bottom skin costs five crowns, and then the emote that he does costs five crowns. So that's a total mm-hmm. of fifteen crowns just there to get a full set of like a Cuphead, and, and it, it opens the door of like a lot more integrations. Like, yeah, let's get some fucking Star Wars. Like, I want to be like a Baby Yoda running around or some shit. Or yeah. like, there was this one I saw on Twitter that was a uh, Mike from monsters inc but like it was very uh, just disturbing because like his eye you know how it's his eye with like one pupil they just did yeah. two pupils as like the fall guy's face where his eyeball would be and i was like oh my god that is just like very sonic. strange yes it's really creepy <laughs> sonic with the one eye and the two pupils connected exactly so I, yeah i mean it's it's very easy to see how they can because it, the style of Fall Guys is mascots. It's just a mascot costume. Yeah. So it's just like anything you can turn into a mascot costume can be turned into a Fall Guys costume and a cosmetic. And it's very easy to tie in. And it's not like it's not the rights holder of some bigger property like Disney, where it's like we can only have Disney stuff or like we can only have Capcom stuff. Like they they're clearly tying into anything and everything they can. Right. Um. But yeah, it's certainly tougher because I I won't lie and say I've never had that happen to me where I spent money on cosmetic stuff. Fucking Overwatch is only cosmetics. And I, yeah, I definitely bought some loot boxes back in the day for the season, the short term seasonal stuff. Right. But that's um, the thing about Fall Guys is that, like, it rewards you. If you're very good at this game and can rack up well, the crowns, you can get these cool skins, including, yeah. That's the difference with Fall Guys is you can win them, but it's only if you win the whole thing. Yes. Whereas with uh, Overwatch, it was loot boxes. You got every level. And then with the seasonal stuff, after a few updates, they made it so the seasonal stuff got priority and that you wouldn't get as many duplicates on, like, higher ranking stuff. So there's, like, yeah. tiers of, like, white was common, blue was uncommon, purple was rare, and, like, yellow was legendary. And you, you would, after a certain update, after so many people complained about it, you would get less duplicates of legendary stuff. Because even when you got, uh, if you got a duplicate of something, you would get that uh, converted into coins. And then with enough coins, you can just buy stuff automatically. And you can't buy coins. You only got coins from duplicates. So it wasn't a direct one-to-one, like, I pay five bucks, I get five bucks worth of coins, I can buy five bucks worth of skins. Right. Um, and that was good, but the downside is you wouldn't get the coins uh, equivalent of the skin you got. So if a legendary was worth a thousand coins, you got, like... 500 coins maybe Ugh. 300 coins yeah so, ev- so even when you got a legendary and you're like oh boy a yellow and it appears it's like oh it's a duplicate you still would need three more duplicate uh, duplicate legendaries to get one legendary skin that's so the fa- not cool <laughs> yeah the decrease in value was in the coin transference was so low that I was like this fucking sucks and thankfully after enough updates they started cycling them out so they prioritize duplicate uh, legendaries you don't have that way it was harder to get coins, but it was easier to get just everything else. Yeah. So eventually I would get all the skins I wanted because I just played enough. I didn't have to win the matches, though. It wasn't based on whether I won or lost the game. It was about what level I was, and I got loot boxes every level. So if I just played enough, eventually I would get everything. 
With Fall yes. Guys, if you play enough, you could still lose every single game and never oh, get yeah. the crown. So. Or you could be like someone like uh, Samaris, one of my favorite streamers, and he's got like 600 some crowns now. So if you play a Jesus. lot and win a lot, you could buy out everything in the store and then some. Uh, but yeah, this, I don't know. I, I'm still, I think you gotta get good. Yeah, you do have to get good, and, and people can get good. And I remember he was pointing out in his stream that one of the streamers he follows has, like, thousands of crowns. So, like, Ugh, there are people Jesus. that, like, take this so insane. And, like, that's the one thing they implemented in this recent season is called, like, the crown ranking. So as you get different uh, numbers of crowns, you unlock, like, special outfits. So there's, like, these gold outfits for that, that signify that you have, like, a really high crown rank. And I think, like, the best one that's available is, like, the Golden Knight. I could be wrong, but I'm sure there's some player out there that has a golden knight. It's like, how do you even do that? Um, But yeah, so Fall Guys is still keeping me interested. And yeah, I'm super excited for season four because that does mean there's going to be some new maps. And I'm curious what the theme is uh, because, yeah, so far season two's theme was medieval. Season three's theme was more or less like a winter ice area. And now we're on to the next thing, which is I'm guessing maybe like a spring summer kind of theme. But who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> You're excited for the new season because you want new content, but you refuse to play any other game. No, it's such an easy <laughs> game to get lost in and be like, uh, this is my main game, especially when it comes to streaming. I am trying to take the stream life a little more seriously now that the stream team is uh, requiring more hours and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to keep up with that. At the end of the day, I was saying to my wife, if I don't make the team d- due to lack of hours, and I'm, I'm completely fine with that. I'm still going to support everyone involved in the team. But yeah. I think uh, knowing my current schedule, I can definitely uh, meet the requirements. So you guys should see me streaming a lot more, and it's mostly going to be Fall Guys, unfortunately. <laughs> Hopefully that's it is not a deterrent. Only fall guys. <laughs> well, yeah, and some Harry Potter trading card game with my wife, which I have a pretty big update later on that. <laughs> uh, control. You had, you had your shot, but yeah, no, you it's gonna fall, happen. Guys. It's Tough gonna luck. happen one of these days. Oh, okay, God damn it. it's just these cute little beans. I can't <laughs> help it. It's the same with me and roguelikes. Eventually, you have to admit that, like, yes, I will keep playing this till the end of time. Yeah, I have to step away from it myself because yep. you'll never get bored of it on your own. No, and that's what I mean. It, that's the funny thing that I love about Sim is that what he streams it all day, and then in his free times, I in, in his free Still time play. I see him, yeah, hanging out in other streams where people are playing, and then he'll he'll play with them. And I'm like, I love you, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I know how it goes. I'm like full blown addicted to. That's how I was with Overwatch playing with like Mark and our friends. We're like, oh yeah, we play for like two or three hours. We have like a LAN party or something, and all play together. And it's like, all right, now I'm done on my own. Time to relax gonna play some overwatch and it's just the same thing and that's how i got so many hours in it in like two years i had 800 hours um but even that's minuscule compared to some people that got into it oh Uh, yeah i would say with fall guys if there ever was to be a competitive mode per se i think the only real difference would be making the uh having a selection process on the games and just making them none of them team based oh yeah that way it really is if you're good enough you can win but then, like, if you're playing Fall Guys and you have one team game, like, one team push the ball to the other goal, like, you're fucked because you might have all the dumbasses on your team. and Or you might start the game and half your team leaves. And it's just you and one other guy. It's like, well, shit. Like, you could have been good enough, but you got the team game, so you never know. 
Yeah, you could win by just sheer dumb luck. There's the one final jump showdown where the panels will drop beneath you and there's only going to be two panels available. And I've seen it where it's like a, a full spread. Uh, everyone's on the other panel and I'm on, or let's say it's not me. I don't think I've won this way particularly, but I've oh, seen yeah. it where, yeah, everyone's on the one and then it drops and the other person just wins by dumb luck of just like where they were. So yeah, I feel like there it's, it is skill based for sure, but there are moments where the game can just be like, "Wow, that person got super lucky." I would say it's a good like seventy thirty skill to luck <laughs> ratio because like yeah, oh, there can be skill like that, but like yeah, with that like arm sweeper uh, I've seen most yes. of the time the two panels are together, so it's everyone together on like one big platform. But then yeah, the few times I've seen it where it is two separated platforms and yeah, yes. just one guy by himself, it's like he's fine. He just has to keep track of the arm while everyone else is pulling each other off on yep. the tiny platform. Yeah. So. God, love me some Fall Guys. Oh, you have to get it, Brand. We'll play together. <laughs> uh, I absolutely refuse. <laughs> Especially seeing how it's just consumed your life. And Yeah, no, you're like, I, I know better. <laughs> I wasn't interested when it came out. I'm not interested 700 hours after your addiction. Oh, uh, what will it take to get you interested? Is there some kind of crossover that would suck you in? What would it take me to what would it take to get me to play? That's yeah. debatable. What would it yeah. take to get me interested? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. There's no way in hell. I'm, oh, Are yeah. you telling if they had a Digimon update, you want to be in? No, there's Digimon Hatsune Miku uh, figurines. I'm not buying those because they're Digimon. There's a lot of Digimon shit out there, Doug. If I bought everything because they had Digimon on it, I would be poor ten times over. That's true. I don't even play the Digimon game. I play like 10 hours of that. I got bored of that. Yeah, I remember. All right. Well, then what are you playing these days? Uh, lately, I've been playing. Uh, like I said, I think I kind of hit a road wall with Skull, the Hero Slayer. Because there are, it is roguelike where you can buy upgrades that carry over between sessions. And yeah. uh, looking into it, I, I hit the point where I, I wasn't worried about spoilers. and started looking up guides and walkthroughs of it. Uh, I seem to have saved every NPC that comes back to your tower and gives you buffs. So I've saved all of those. So there's no more buffs I'm going to get. Uh, and I think I've encountered all the ones that uh, you would give you a buff on that run and doesn't carry over. Okay. Um, and looking at it, I've gotten almost all of the upgrades. And the one upgrade that really helped was the kind of a second life upgrade where you die, you come back in the same run, you get an extra life. There's only two upgrades for that. The first one gives you the extra life. The second one just gives you more health when you come back. So hmm. when you die, you come back with 30% of your health. And if you upgrade it again, you get you come back with 60% of your health. Okay. And, that, and that's it. There's no more extra lives. You don't get, like, number of extra lives. Like in, like in Hades, you die, it runs over. But then you get upgrades to have up to five extra lives. So if you die, you come back. If you die, you come back. If you die, you come back. Um, which I much prefer rather than I come back with more health because that health goes fast. These, these enemies hit hard in lower and later levels. So having 30% more health when I come back doesn't really help me much when he, every hit takes out 30% of my health. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of disappointed by that with like, I almost have pretty much all the upgrades except for the very last ones. And they're not much better. They're like, ah, it gives you bonus time when you swap out or like the, cooldown time between swapping skulls is reduced it's like i don't really swap skulls that much like because right. there, there's not a lot of benefit to swapping mid fight unless you know unless you have a really different like one speed based one's power based or range based and in that case i would just go into the battle with that better skull already equipped i don't it's not like the skulls have different health if each skull had its own health bar and i could swap between of like ooh, this one's getting hurt let me swap to the other then i'd be swapping in and out constantly yeah that makes sense but because it's the same health bar, 
I pick whichever skills best for that boss battle, and then I just stick with it. Stick with it, yeah, for sure. I, I don't have a real incentive to swap because usually it's like I typically go with a speed skull for like the minions in the like all the run, and then I go for like a power skull that hits hard for the bosses to just chunk away at their health faster. Yeah, and I just yeah I don't have a reason to ever swap because the speed skulls are really bad against those bosses because they have so much health. So it's I'm kind of plateauing with that where it's like. Uh, I saw, um, I get to the fourth stage, I believe, and I get to the hero that's, like, now buffed up, um, and I can't get past them. And then I looked up on the walkthrough, there's the final boss of that stage afterwards, who's hard, and then there's the hero, who's, in the title, Skull the Hero Slayer. So he's, like, the yeah. game boss. So I'm like, ah, fuck, I got this one boss I'm stuck at and I can never beat. And then I have two more bosses after that and they're only going to get harder, and I've kind of maxed out all of my upgrades, like... Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be getting much better with this game. So I've kind of, kind of burnt out on that and kind of put that down for a bit. Gotcha. Swapped it over to Rogue Legacy Two <laughs> because I always need one roguelike game going at all times. I can't yeah. have nothing going. So I have, I went back to Rogue Legacy Two, which is in early access still. And since last time I played it, they've upgraded quite a bit. So there's uh, four. You start off in the one region, and then there's, like, four other regions you can go to from there. And uh, since last time I played, they've uh, released the other two regions. so Or maybe other one region? Yeah, I think they've only released one other region. So there's still two more regions. So it's still going to be an early access for a hot minute. Yeah. But I remember from when it first came out in early access when I played it, I was just falling into an area, and I couldn't get out because there weren't platforms there. And being right. like, well, this clearly is a half-finished game. To where it is now... Being like, the content in it is solid. It like there's no, I haven't experienced any real bugs that I can think of. Like it's just being like, this could just be a finished game, and they're just adding more content to it. So I'm just like, it's it's great seeing an early access game actually being used for early access and developing and fixing stuff as they go, as opposed to just it's arc and we want more money for our glitchy, broken, buggy ass game, and we're just going to charge you more for it. Totally. So it is refreshing to see an early access game being worked on as it goes noticeable differences as i play um that being said with the new area there's also a new skill tree uh with the roguelike you get skills that carry over between runs um i pretty much had everything unlocked the last time i was playing and i had pretty much most of the stuff maxed out um and with this one they're like cool we added new stuff to the skill tree that means the whole thing is getting reset uh bad news is the whole thing gets reset good news is we're refunding all the money so you still have all the money you put into it so it's not like you lost all the effort, you all the uh, progress you've made. Yeah, that makes it okay. Yeah. So it's like, cool, I get all the money back. Let me see what it is. The skill tree is much bigger now <laughs> since the last time I played, which means I'm spreading my money thin between everything. So I'm like, ooh, I don't have as much upgrades in this, like, as health and damage as I want. But that means there's new classes. There's an assassin class. There's a gunslinger class, which is really cool. Um, the downside is there's so many upgrades now. I'll need a lot of money, like money in game to upgrade everything. And it's like, ooh, I have all of the skills available to me. I have at least one level in all of them. But now my health, my maximum health bar and my maximum damage I'm doing for all my characters is a lot lower because I wasn't able to just dump everything into those. Right. So, but they did change stuff. They've reworked. Um, you can find relics in game on runs and that will give you like really good power ups. But they would take away from your max HP. 
So you could have 300 max HP and then get a power up and you'll have like 250 max HP now. And you kind of had to balance the weight of like, is this upgrade worth sacrificing my health like in a boss battle? Would I be better off with more health or more damage or more whatever it does? Yeah. Luckily, that used to be really brutal because they would they would always take away from your max HP and like you didn't have a ton to begin with. Now they have a system called Resolve where you just have a percentage of resolve. You start off with 150 resolve or so much. And one of the skills is you can increase the amount of resolve you get. And another skill is the artifacts would decrease how much resolve they take to activate. So when you find an artifact, it says like, oh, it'll take 30 resolve. So it's like, cool, I used 30, now I have 120. And as long as your resolve is over 100%, you're fine. Once you dip below 100%, that'll start shipping away your max HP. Okay. So now they got a bit of a buffer between you can get like one or two artifacts without starting to chip away your max HP. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, resolve. That's a good uh, solution to that problem. Yeah, it's a lot better because now I can be like, I got one good artifact. I got one kind of shitty artifact. I can get, you know, both of them or I can get just the one and still maintain my max HP. It's it's much nicer. I'm very happy with this uh, solution. Um, and now they have like little dungeon areas where you can like, you find a portal, you dip into a dungeon, you either fight like a big boss of like, a uh, much higher level of a regular enemy you would see, or you go through a, you know, obstacle course or something, and there's a little reward at the end. Um, and it's cool seeing them add stuff incrementally. Yeah. Uh, what else? They got the new spells and stuff, which is cool. They got new like spore ability, which you shoot a spore, it does a little tick damage to an enemy, and after a certain time limit, it explodes out of them and does massive damage. Uh, since starting it up again and with the new update, I've beaten the first boss again. The first boss. Still tough though, like even with me up with my with me upgrades, uh, even with my upgrades, <laughs> even with me upgrades, uh, and knowing the pattern, the attack patterns of this character, it's still pretty tough. The hitboxes are still hard to calculate. They're not you know picture perfect. They're not the exact uh, outline of the character, so it's it's tough to avoid some shit. Uh, but I was able to beat the first boss. Second boss, I'm still having trouble just even getting to, let alone fighting. So we'll see with that. Did they give any, like, definitive date of when the game's releasing, or is it just continually going to be in early access until they give more updates? I don't think they're anywhere close to really having an idea of when the final update will be. Uh, okay. Pro- I'm going to put money on probably 2022. Yes. Yeah. To be safe, they might, you know, like any game studio, get pushed for the holiday release and, you know, be accelerated faster than they want to. But... I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2022. They're making good progress, though. It's I think Cellar Door Games is the studio. They're doing great. They yeah. you know, like first one enough. Um, so I'm very impressed with the pace they're going. That's good. But, yeah, from a quick overview, it's, you know, multi-room, Metroidvania sort of uh, dungeon crawler, side-scroller. So uh, you get five areas. You have to defeat the bosses in five areas to unlock the final boss door. So it's kind of a clear indicator of, like, you start off in area one, you go to area two, you fight that boss, you get area three, blah, blah, blah. So there's five areas in the whole game, it seems like, unless there's a secret I don't know about. Um, and as of right now, they have three areas finished. Oh, so, sweet. So it looks like there's going to be another two areas, and then probably the final boss is just a boss dungeon. I don't think it's going to be a full area. Um, so entirely possible to be out in 2021, but I, you know. Shit happens. Yeah, want so to put money on it. Yeah, so much polish you have to do with the last push of the game. So like, I'd say maybe early twenty twenty two or late twenty twenty one. But yeah, they don't. They're not saying anything because yeah, that's fair. If you don't have to put a date on it, don't. That's just putting more pressure on you. So totally. 
but it's doing great and it's cool seeing like all the skill tree stuff they're doing and it's it's very similar to the first one the first one is also four areas fight the four bosses unlike the final boss fight it um so it's pretty much that but it's just everything about the fir- everything about the first one it's just expanded upon and polished more and increased and added to so there is a story i think i don't really care <laughs> yeah it's it, you're going into the big old dungeon you're fighting the monsters in it that's it exactly there, there's lore to it sure but like don't you don't you don't need Neil Gaiman writing the plot of you know Rogue Legacy two of a Rogue like, so uh, I am enjoying that that one has been fun to go back to and revisit even though it is pretty punishing early on when you don't have those upgrades. That's right. what's, that's what's nice about the skill tree being reset and getting all the money back. I'm not back down to fifty health. I still can just the I unlocked all the skills I could and then my priority was just max health increase because. The enemies hit so fucking hard in that game. Yeah. So uh, if you like roguelikes, definitely, and you know, platformers and side scores, definitely recommend Rogue Legacy, uh, even Rogue Legacy 2 in early access, uh, with the caveat of it will be tough early on. I would say a good two or three hours into it before you can be like, ah, I'm getting my footing now. So Damn. just yeah. get ready to, you know, brace for impact on that. Don't be turned away in the first, you know, death because it's a roguelike. That's what they're for. You you play, you, you eat shit, you die, you start over. Exactly. Same with Fall Guys. You you won't get the crown the first few times. Keep trying. No, I'm just kidding. I had to bring I, it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe if you're good, you can get the crown a few times and then you just cap out. You just exactly. Walk away from like, it. I, that's, I think that was a joke. I forget who it was, but one of my friends did say that. They're like, they played one time, they got a crown, and they're like, well, I've peaked. I'm done. <laughs> I'm never I, playing this game again. <laughs> Did that with uh, Apex Legends. I played with a buddy of mine. We had some random third person carry my ass all the way to the end. We're like, cool, we won. I'm done. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Looks great. Fun game. Crazy, awesome designs for all the characters. But I'm just, I don't like Battle Royales. It's just, it's not for me. Yeah, I hear you. Fall Guys is definitely like a different Battle Royale. Exactly. It's a shooter. Battle Royale, but... Of Battle Royale shooters, I do like COD Warzone, but even that, I haven't played in a hot minute. I, I'd much rather play Fall Guys. It's so much uh, more lighthearted and goofy. Yeah, I mean, I remember PUBG was the biggest thing, and then everyone's like, hey, what about one that actually looks nice, and actually like plays well, and isn't just janky as fuck? And then PUBG tried to sue that company out of existence, and that became Fortnite. And it's like, well, yeah, see, see how that turned out. And I feel like I was listening to some podcast cover PUBG and they were saying how like at one point they went from like third person to first person or uh, offered both. And I feel like that's just like a crazy mechanic to just like change up like midway yeah. through like development. Just be like, oh, yeah. And by the way, you can play like this now, too. Well, <laughs> and people would like jump back and forth between them like at to their advantage. I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Especially because if, if it was just one perspective and everyone had to play that way. That's leveling the battlefield. But if you yes. have a choice, anyone that's playing in first person is wildly at a disadvantage because third person, the camera's behind the character. Exactly. So you can, so you can see more and you can cheese it where the camera can peek around the edge more. I was just going to say that. So yep. like, yeah. And then people were doing that with, I remember specifically with PUBG, of uh, setting lower graphics, like using the lowest settings they could on their graphics. That way, oh, the, no gra- way. the grass in the field wouldn't populate because that what? would be too demanding. So. If you're playing with high graphics, you're covered in grass and you're crouching around sneaking through and no one can see you. If you're playing with low graphics, the grass doesn't render in. So you just see some dude crawling around in a field, like out in the <laughs> open. So 
PUBG. Holy was, shit. PUBG was a great test model for all the other Battle Royale games to learn from because PUBG yes. didn't fix those issues or they did and it was much too late. And right. everyone, everyone else is like, that's good to know. Make sure we fix that before we launch our version. And, you know, Apex Legends and Fortnite are, you know, leaps and bounds above everyone else those are only two i know but yeah no that's really funny and i just uh speaks to the ingenuity of uh players that are trying to cheat the system (laughs) that's really uh who would have thought to do that they do that just because oh my computer sucks and it's like oh but look there's that guy just crawling right around i think we i talked to bass about this with like pinecast i'm like Always assume the customers are going to try and find every nook and cranny they can yeah. to like utilize those much without giving as li- like using as little. I mean, that's what speedrunning is. It's breaking the game so you can get through it faster, and that's oh, how yeah. you, that's how you can speedrun Ocarina of Time in twenty three minutes because you can just find some weird bug and it'll clip you into the end of the game and you know the final battle. So. It's it's always gonna have, people are gonna utilize and find as many ways as they can to cheese a game as possible. I mean, I'd find it all the time. You know, Overwatch, <laughs> find out the you know as junk right. You shoot uh, grenades like lob grenades. I had uh, weight to them, and you find out a certain threshold in a map in Overwatch. They didn't they didn't expect projectiles to go up there, so you could lob like grenades over walls that definitely like should be there and aren't. And it was just oh, like a traffic, yeah. and it would just phase through, and you're like, how am I getting hit? There's a wall behind me. It's like, ah, but above you, there's a hole that I can lob grenades through, and I fucking cheese shit like that all the time. Nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I was talking about, uh, I'm playing Zelda, like I said, when I got sunburnt walking around playing with Switch. Nice. Um, I'm actually playing uh, Cadence of Hyrule, which is the Zelda Necro- Crypt of the Necrodancer crossover game. Yes. Uh, because I knew I was going to be going out at the car dealership. I knew I needed my switch. I charged it up and updated everything I had on there. And, uh, sure enough, there was an update to cadence. I've high rule where you can play as octave. Who's the villain in cadence of high rule. And you can kind of, it's kind of like a new game plus where you can play it again, but as him and get different items and, you know, different puzzles and fight the bosses again and stuff. Um, so I had fun playing that again, but I don't, I don't know if that one's going to keep me. It was fun right. playing it again, but <laughs> Because the story is different, because you're playing as the bad guy, I don't know if the temples aren't marked on my map for a reason, or if I just didn't find the item that marks them on my map. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a randomizer where like I got I got the bombs and I got the bow, but I don't think I need the bow yet. So I am kind of cheesing the dungeons where yeah. they don't prepare you to have don't expect you to have the bow yet. So it's kind of I'm blowing through some faster and struggling with others because I don't have the iron boots when I need them or something like that. So, it is fun. Cadence of Rule still is good. It's much easier than Crypt of the Necrodancer. So, if you wanted to get into the Crypt of the Necrodancer, but it's just too brutal for you, which is understandable. The game's relentless. Um, Cadence of Rule is much easier. If you die, you kind of restart. and uh, Rooms reset, but you have, like, stuff carries over and stuff. It's it's much nicer and easier. Yeah, and it's attached to a franchise everybody knows and loves, so that's Yeah, exactly. Easy. You're already yeah. familiar with it. It's very much based on... Um, a link between worlds like that map. So even if you just are familiar with old Zelda games, you're like, oh, I know this area. I know where Kakariko Village is on this world. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's going through when you die, everything resets. When you go into a temple and they come out, stuff resets. And it just, it's not hard to fight the enemies. Sometimes it is. Like it's hard to use the bow because you have to draw the arrow back in beat with the music and you have to shoot the arrow in beat with the music and then every. So it's tough timing those, but there's no. There's no real punishment for if you 
miss a miss a beat or something. So it's it's just kind of a hassle every time I go somewhere and if I come back, it's like, am I here? Was I here before? I don't really know. And uh, let me check the map. Oh, the screen's so small and there's so much information clogged on this map. I can't really tell what's where. And it's like, eh, I don't know if there's enough in this new game plus it's just playing as the villain to keep me for another run through of it it is yeah. neat i am happy to see that they have a new mode and there's extra stuff there for people who really love cadence of Hyrule because some people really love it um but it's i don't know if there's enough different to make me play it again and go through because a lot of it's just real time consuming but it is fun it is cool to see that there was an update for it and there's still more content so nice uh, that was fun for a hot minute, but like <laughs> part of me is like, ooh, because my uh replaying it again, I thought my Joy-Cons were drifting from Grindstone from playing that so much. Yeah. But I think with an update to the Joy-Cons, I think it's fixed now or, you know, temporarily. It doesn't seem to be drifting anymore, but we'll see. But there is part of me itching being like, hey, what if I played Hollow Knight again? There's no update for it, but what if I played Hollow Knight again? What if I just went back and replayed that? Because goddamn Hollow Knight's good. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got an itch for that one, but I'm, I'm trying to stop myself and force myself to play Devil May Cry 5, because that's next on my list of, like, ongoing, overarching story adventure games. Nice. Yeah, I remember so, you mentioned you wanted to get to that. Yeah, so I, I I tend to always have, like, an actual progressive story game going and a roguelike going at the same time, so I usually have one of each, and Devil May Cry is supposed to be on my next one. And roguelike yeah, I, seems probably going to take up my roguelike. I lie to myself that I do too, but I don't. I'm just playing Fall Guys consistently. But yeah. hey, well, I'll turn it around one of these days. Uh, but yeah, if Will they you? keep giving me, if they give me Jump Showdown and Hex Trials, I'm going to say I'm dropping all other games. I got to play Fall Guys. But uh, <laughs> when those modes aren't in the mix, I should be free. You'll drop Fall Guys and you'll go right back to Rocket League and Poker. Oh no, nothing else. No. Those, it's been a minute since I played. Actually, no, I did recently play with Pat Johnston on stream, and we got our asses absolutely handed to us. Like, I feel like every time he and I specifically play together, it's just a trouncing. We do so bad. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, if you want to watch the VOD of that, that's kind of funny. You can laugh at us. Um, (laughs) I guess that's it for the gaming discussion. Do we want to talk about anything going on in the news? Sure. There's a few things going on. Um, I mean, we'll just tackle this right away. The Sinking City, we talked about it a few times before because there's like a weird controversy of it being pulled from Steam and um, the studio that made it no longer having the rights to it and this and that, and it's weird. Um, so apparently Nikon, which I think is the publisher, hacked in and cracked the code of the game so that they could illegally upload it to Steam. So a while back when we said like, hey, if you missed out on The Sinking City before it got pulled from Steam, it's back on Steam. Apparently it was there illegally and it got pulled from Steam again. Oh wow. So like it's like the publisher kind of taking control over the studio's product and like I mean technically you can get to the legality of like whose product it really is because the publisher is paying for it and essentially commissioning the studio to make it and this and that. Um but yeah, apparently they got they hacked into the game so that they can upload it themselves without the studio knowing about it. So then the studio that made it issued a DMCA to take the game back off of Steam. So what it's the, the hell? It's the studio kind of suing the publisher over the yeah. rights of this game. This is strange. <laughs> like, I heard it's a neat game. It's really uh, Eldritch God, Lovecrafty, and horror, if you like that. Um, I mean, Sinking City, if that gives you any indication of the tone of the game and stuff and the uh, yeah. genre. But, like, it's, I heard, like, pretty decent things about the game as well. But this whole 
controversy. This thing is becoming a saga about the publisher versus the studio, and it's it's wild just to witness. Yeah, no, that's really bizarre. Yeah, what a scenario. It's nuts. Um, one thing that sticks out to me is that uh, PlayStation Store is to discontinue movie and TV purchases and rentals. So I'm wondering, I think I might have bought one or two movies on there. And I'm thinking to myself, as they announce this, is like, does that mean all the movies and TV that I would have purchased is going away? Apparently, that's not the case. So I'll read what their statement was. That's good. Uh, it says... Uh, when this change takes effect, users can still access movie and TV content they have purchased through PlayStation Store for on-demand playback on their PS4, PS5, and mobile devices. And yeah, they thank us for their continued support, and we look forward to further enhancing the entertainment experience on PlayStation. But it's like, what do you mean further enhance it when you're taking something very core <laughs> away from it? Like, And this is going to be in effect as of August 31st of 2021, so oh, by all time. means, if you, yeah, if you want to buy some more stuff for your library that you will be able to have access to once this goes away you have time to purchase that stuff but yeah it's just like a weird move and it makes me think like what's the reason behind that aren't you guys trying to be the full-blown entertainment system like i thought it was attractive that when i power up my ps4 or 5 it's like i could technically buy some kind of nfl package or whatever if i want to watch the the football games on here rather than having to have a cable package i i mean it seems like it's anything you purchased or downloaded Anything that you're streaming like from the cloud, you won't have access to after that. Sure, point. but anything yeah, you physically downloaded onto the like taking up space on the hard drive, you'll be good with. Yeah, like uh, movies which, specifically, and yeah, I guess TV episodes. Yeah, so like uh, with a PT trailer or a demo when people downloaded it, it's like ah, we took it off the store, but if you have it on the console, it's still there. Exactly. Um, so if you're streaming stuff per se from the PlayStation, make sure you download it physically, you know, while you can. My theory with this is. Um, yeah, and it seems like people were mixed about this, being like, ah, who really cares? Like, who uses this? And then the people that are using it are like, oh, no, I use this all the time. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So um, with the streaming war- wars that are going on, uh, basically cable internet, because it's just fucking cable now where you have to buy so many streaming services to access all of the content. Oh, yeah. You're, it's a, just... you're basically paying the equivalent of a cable bill now. 100%. Which is just too much. I saw someone do a list, and it's like, Here's all the big streaming services going on right now. Here's how much they all cost. And here are the ones with and without ads. And I'm going to say, anyone that has a streaming service with ads, you can go fuck yourself. That's what we pay you for is to not have ads. If you're with ads, you're just greedy and trying to subsidize the cost of how expensive a streaming service is. Because I'm not denying it is expensive, but it is easy when everyone has it, like Netflix. But now that there's so many, it's diverting you know, the customer base. And now it's like, well, why the hell am I going to buy Paramount Plus? I don't care about that stuff. So, I think this is going in tow with streaming services. I think Sony, who owns Funimation, who bought out Crunchyroll recently, is going to try and start pulling all of their properties with Crunchyroll tie-ins or Funimation tie-ins. Being like, uh, when it comes to renewed licenses for anime on Netflix, they're not going to do it. Instead, they're going to pull all that stuff back and introduce a Sony streaming service, is my guess. Uh, honestly, streaming services is a big deal why the Disney-Fox merger happens because Fox was a majority shareholder of Hulu, who is like the second largest streaming service in the world, and Disney wanted to do streaming services. So instead of recreating their own from scratch, they just bought out the competition and just are using everything and copying that over to Disney+. Plus. So I fully wouldn't be surprised if Sony is introducing their own. And when you said 
how are they going to look to improve the service if they're discontinuing the service? Yeah. I think they're going to do a new service that's going to be doing the same things. Okay. So that's my guess. And this is yeah. going to just be on all Sony stuff because, like we said before, I don't need a Blu-ray player. I am going to get a PS3 and it happens to also be a Blu-ray player. So I think they're going to try and... They're going to try and do the thing that Microsoft kind of shot itself in the foot with the Xbox of being like, this isn't just a game console, it's a full entertainment console where you can do multiple stuff with it. It's like, yeah, but Nef- or, but Microsoft tried that and fucked that up with the Xbox One. So, like, we'll see. We'll see if yeah. they try that. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. Um, so. the, one thing, since we were talking about Fall Guys so much, apparently oh, Epic God. Games has bought Fall Guys creator Mediatonic. So... Uh, that's pretty interesting because also Epic Games can, uh, owns Rocket League now, which they made free to play eventually, but, uh, currently there's no plans for them to make Fall Guys free to play, but, and it's gonna remain on Steam for the time being, cause yeah, Epic has their own store now, so it makes me think, like, does that mean Fall Origin. Guys will be removed from Steam at some point in the future? I'm not quite sure, but another little interesting fact on the article I read from TheVerge.com said that, like, Fall Guys is built using the Unity game engine, which is a mm-hmm. rival to Epic epic's unreal platform so that's kind of goofy but yeah it's interesting to see fall guys shooting to the top i feel like this is the next rocket league it's not going anywhere and i'm glad i've been playing it since the beginning this is the next rocket league meaning there's a handful of people that care about this and it's the only game doug will ever play uh yeah (laughs) uh epic games uh yeah it's had the origin store for a long time now that's where fortnite and apex legends uh started on i think fortnite started there maybe not i don't know um but that Epic Games has really gotten into the habit of doing uh, timed exclusives. So they'll buy the rights to a ton of games. They'll spend a lot of money to get the exclusivity deal for a ton of games that will be only on the Epic Games Store for like two or three years. And then it'll be on Steam. And that's what happened to uh, Apex Legends. It was originally on Epic Games Store or, or on Origin only. And now it's on Steam. And now they're seeing a lot more people playing it because they don't exactly. want to deal with the, the Epic Games Store. So... It's weird seeing it go the other way. It's weird seeing something be on Steam and then going to the Epic Game Store. Uh, I don't think they can pull from Steam now. I think it, Fall Guys is there. It's there. But I think now that they ha- Epic Game Store has their own customer base that is exclusive to Epic Game Store, they're kind of like, hey, you guys can get in this too if you hate using Steam for whatever reason. Um, I mean, this just seems like Epic Games are being like, hey, this game's fucking popular. Buy out that studio. See if they can make ex- their next game be exclusive to us or you know see if we can finance it or something and get a piece of that pie because that's what happened with uh playstation and uh, from software being like hey demon souls got popular dark souls got popular let's buy like let's get an exclusive deal so they make a game for us and that's what bloodborne was. bloodborne for sure yeah so i think it's just gonna be the same thing of like hey the next game you guys make it's ours and only we'll have it like we have full rights to it so I think it's just them banking on the excess of Fall Guys and seeing how well it is now, which it, it fully is, no denying that. Yeah, but it's riding a high now. It remains to be seen if they can continue to captivate us. Yeah. yeah. But season four, that's going to be a make or break moment. I just hope it's not another Telltale Games who get in an Ouroboros situation of sucking their own dick and destroy the own, their own niche market. So we'll see. Yeah. God, man, Wolf Among Us 2 is good. I fucking, I still want a Wolf Among Us 2. I want that badly. I was, I remember when we announced, like, oh, this is actually going to happen. And then we're like, wait, no, it's not it again. Not. <laughs> and then there was, like, an article being like, it might happen again. Like, the people I, still want to do it. It's, it's like, so fucked. Yeah. yeah. If you I have, just want 
Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Where the fuck is the update on that? I, I really want to play there's, this like Jet Set Radio Future spiritual successor. There's been a few. They've been like releasing trailers and stuff, so they're still working on it. So you can, yeah. you can find the update stuff, but I don't know if there's a date necessarily. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I would guess that's probably another 2022 game too, but we'll see. Yeah, um, never know with that one, yeah. There's only really one other thing that I feel like I feel like bringing up, and it's just absolute trash. It's not even really news, but uh, apparently, if you're a fan of Attack on Titan and Uh, the the manga for it specifically, you can pre-order in. uh, Actually, I think it's going to be available at at the time of listening to this already. Uh, But yeah, for thirteen hundred dollars, or actually no, more like fourteen hundred dollars, you can pre-order a giant version of attack on titans um manga and it's and when i say giant the, the there's pictures right. of this woman standing right next to it i want to say like it's probably what like two five and a half or by three feet two and a half it even looks bigger than like, that when, I would, when it's I would, shot when you oh yeah it. when it's open it's like four foot or something yeah. insane good god but yeah i think as a collector of various things, I think this would be really cool to own. $1,400? Absolutely not. But the <laughs> no artwork has to be really cool in such a big format. But yeah, that's such a strange thing. I, I had to just shout it out. Giant manga. It, it's one of those things where even if you love it and you are willing to hawk the money out for this insanely expensive thing, it's like, cool, where do you put it? There's yes. no bookshelf on the planet can house this thing. No, it, it's going to have to sit next to the bookshelf on the floor. Like, Yeah, I've gotten a few, I like a spawn figurine. I was like, oh, this is rad. But its cape was so big and flowing. I'm like, I can't fit it anywhere. It takes up like the whole thing. I have to buy its own, like a stand just for this because it's so obnoxious. Yes, it is 30 pounds and just cool. enormous. So yeah, I don't know. It's very like, I, I like different ideas like this. But yeah, like you said, not very practical in any fashion. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're still a fan of Attack on Titan enough to buy the manga and follow it to this point, you love suffering. So, here's just more to chew through, because what I've heard about that story is rough. Yeah, I never got back into it after season one, but then again, I've heard some people be like, no, it gets good, it gets good, trust me. Well, there was also a break between season one and season two of the show of about five to six years, which is insane. Yes, but it's that's because, why when I fell off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why most people fell off because season one exploded so high and got so many people into it. They're like, we got to capitalize on this now and make other stuff. And then six years later, everyone's like, what about season two? It's like, eh. Like, so they lost all the momentum they got from the popularity of season one. Yeah, so. and I was playing a PS4 Attack on Titan game that yeah, uh, Lauren got for me a while ago. And that game was fun for the first, like, I don't know, I want to say five hours and then after that it's just the same thing over and over and over again i'm like okay that's yep. fine that's a warriors game all right <laughs> yep <laughs> i love them but it's the same garbage it's yes just, it's just the beat em up anime versions of a madden of a sports game like a madden or a, a fifa where it's like it's the same thing just reskinned every few years yes but that the mechanic of those like uh motion devices that you could fly through the air oh, you're yeah. basically swinging around like spider-man which was pretty badass yeah, I mean that's what makes the Spider-Man game. That, yeah, before Spider-Man, the the Spider-Man game on PS4 came out, that was yeah. uh, what I was swinging around on. But yeah, so if you want to spend fourteen hundred dollars, by all means, <laughs> go do it. I mean, I got some better advice for that money. If you want to spend fourteen hundred dollars, like I got what, on some you Harry just, Potter cards. No, 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 you just like hit me up. That's like half a rent for me. So like, oh, there I'll you go. That. Yes, there. Yeah, let's drop your Venmo in the plug. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on? Uh, the S- Nintendo's announced that the Switch will have a new model plan for a bigger OLED screen with 4K output. 
That's um, exciting. I feel like Nintendo always needed to get on up to the speed. They're also announcing, like, with the OLED LED screen of just better uh, relay time between the screen and, like, what's happening in the... Uh, not relay, I'm feeling the word that's response time. Better response yes. time for it. Uh, and I've seen most people agreeing to this of, like, hey, 4K is, like, cool and all, but, like, the big market of games for the Switch right now are little pixely indie games. So, like, we don't need crazy high, like, PS5 high-end graphics. I just need it to be responsive and not fucking drift. So, like, Nintendo, slow your roll about getting all fancy and weird with shit and just make it work. Yeah, no, they feel pressured to be able to make it with the big league, with the big dogs. Like, I don't know, like, PlayStation and Xbox do have, like, the, the, the games for this. And I feel like maybe... Nintendo's trying to get deals where it's like, yeah, we want a game like Demon Souls, which really, realistically, I don't think would ever happen, but like Witcher. something of that, uh, yeah, graphical intensity. And to be able to play that on Switch, yeah, you're going to want to be able to play it on your big 4K TV and have it look and respond well. So I think it's the right move. But again, yeah, they have other f- bigger fish to fry for sure. Yeah. But, uh, it, it felt like this is almost overdue knowing, uh, what they're up against. Yeah, I'm not surprised, especially when they said, like, oh, Witcher 3 on the Switch. Everyone's like, ugh, really? Like, can it handle it? And for people right. who bought Witcher 3 on the Switch, the answer's no. It could not handle that. So it, it was kind of, like, rough to look at at times. And, like, that's cooler that you might be able to play prettier games, especially with, like, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and, like, some of those games. Because they can get really pretty with the graphics on those. But, like, yeah, if I want to play Demon Souls in the highest graphics possible, I'll get a PS5. I just want to play Smash Brothers online and not desync like holy hell because they had to can't they had to use a third party emulator like pirated software just to stabilize the online fighting for a Smash Brothers tournament which then Nintendo uh, ceased to assist them out and shut down the tournament so like just make your online viable and I'll fucking play your thing yeah definitely so we'll see we'll see what they do but that's Nintendo I I feel like they know that I feel like Nintendo has a weird duality within them, especially between like Nintendo North America and Nintendo Japan, um, of like trying to fight against different things. Of like we're open to everyone, and then Nintendo Japan like, no, we are only Nintendo. We do what we do best, and like we capitalize on our own unique thing. And it's like <laughs> Nintendo America being like, let's work with other people. I'm like no, so it's yeah. a weird. It's a weird. I mean, we saw that a lot with the Wii U, with Nintendo Japan being like, "It's a new console," and Nintendo America being like, "I don't know what the fuck this is," <laughs> and neither did anyone else, and it didn't sell well at all. Yeah. So I'm curious to see. Nintendo definitely knows by now they can lean into their own unique qualities, and no one can stand against them, and they'll be the biggest in the field by that by a large margin. But yeah, I don't know if going after 4K this really should be on their radar right now, especially with the PS5. Like you said, a lot of their stuff is very pixelated or just like lower, less graphically intense. Less demanding. Yeah. Yeah. Just lean into that and be like, we can be cutesy without being 4K. Yeah. Um, Oh, and that's one other thing I will mention is the March free month for PlayStation Plus members this month. I know I mentioned it on last episode that we're getting Final Fantasy VII Remake for free. That's cool. But these other three games, I have no idea what (laughs) any of them are. But uh, Farpoint for PS4. Remnant of the Ashes for PS4 and Mark or not even Marquette, it's Maquette uh, for PS5. Yeah, huh. I've heard of Remnant from the Ashes. Yes, don't 
know anything. Either of the others. Yeah, but Maquette, if I'm not mistaken, is more or less a puzzle game. So I'm going to maybe try that one out. Hey, it's free. So, and I have the PS5. So yeah, might try that one out. And if it's fun enough, we'll throw it up on the stream if I'm not playing Fall Guys. I wouldn't hold my breath on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, had to throw that out there. Uh, is there yeah. anything else before we wrap this episode up? I think that's it. Okay. Well then, uh, Brent, let's tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet and your other podcast. You can find me on Twitter, ABTS Brendan. It's mostly me just retweeting the podcast I'm on, like this one, and Are We There Yet? Which is an anime podcast where we watch three episodes or a movie of an anime, give a recap of it, give our opinions on it, see if it's a good one. See if it's good for both a full-blown weeb like myself, an intermediate weeb, say like Doug, and someone just brand new and either doesn't know anime or actively hates it like Basta. Yeah. So uh, we give a little recap of that. Um, I believe as of this episode, it's going out. Uh, what do we watch? We watch Jujutsu Kaisen, which is the hot new anime that got like anime Crunchyroll uh, anime of the year award recently. And it's Ooh. the hot new one. Um, it's very good. I recommend it. It's your basic shonen adventure stuff like Naruto, but good, but done well but written by a competent writer. So if nice. you like if you like that standard shown in the action stuff, I'd recommend it. It's it's good. It does a lot of stuff right. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, including twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. It's where I'm streaming a variety of games. And when I say a variety, you know what I'm it's talking about. It's just Fall Guys. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, but no, and that's the thing. It's finally time for me to plug my other podcast. It's Ooh. finally available now on all pod- podcasting platforms. It's called Renovate. Uh, I'll spell it for you. R-E-N-N-E-R-V-A-T-E. I know it's a Harry Potter spell. Forgive me. But yeah, it's a Harry Potter. On the page, on the podcast page. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's a Harry Potter spell that means to like re uh, to invigorate something, so like uh, to re-energize, and that's the idea behind this podcast. We're trying to bring interest back into the trading card game specifically, and I have a bunch of really cool people uh, doing this with me. Uh, Mona and Emilio, they're they're fantastic, and I feel like we have really good chemistry. And yeah, our first episode's available. Go check it out if you want. It's just in your podcatcher. Just type in Renovate. It should pop up. Feel free to give us a subscribe, a review, if that's your thing, and uh, let us know what you think. Because I think even people that are outside of the world of Harry Potter trading card game, if even you're interested in Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, anything like that, if you give this a chance, I think we'll pique your interest at least a little bit. Uh, (laughs) If you're just an oil baron millionaire who just has money to burn on trading cards... Here's another one. No, that's the thing. And, uh, we're going to try to point out how the proxy culture is a real thing. You can print your own cards if you don't want to spend too much money. But it, then again, you need a printer at home. So hopefully you have that ability. <laughs> it's and also yeah, expensive. Ink right? isn't cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ink is not cheap whatsoever. But that all said, uh, check out Renovate. And then uh, I do want to shout out the band that's responsible for our intro and outro. It's a band called Kinda All Right. Uh, check them out at kindaallright.bandcamp.com. Love their music. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back next time. See you guys. See you.